in the league if you looking for talent. LSU going hard, but we beat Alabama. Then we going off to Florida. Drown the Gators. Everybody getting bucked when we step in the stadium. This the LSU anthem. You know it's a hit. You don't know another rapper two step like this. See me screaming out the window, yelling purple and gold. I'm an LSU fan, girl. You know how we roll now. We are live college football weekend. Oh man, I I I could not be more excited. I I I think this is the most I've excited I've been excited for a long in a long time. I am freaking pumped. There's games on all day. There's good games and there's games I'm gonna watch so I can point right after the show. Right after our show, we got great games coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Georgia, Oregon coming on. Um, there's another one that's coming on. Oh, Arkansas and Cincinnati are coming Cincinnati. on as well. Um, look out for Cincinnati. Now, I mean, I know they lost Desmond Ritter. They lost Sauce. Um, but you never know. You never know. In fate, well, I'll take Arkansas, though. Um, but, man, there, there's a lot to talk about uh, to, to wrap this up uh, right before the season here. Um, I, I'm I'm pretty excited a, a, about this. So, um, Zach, I, I mean, we got to get into it. You know, we'll talk about college football starting. Uh, we're going to talk about the the playoff expansion as well. Um, so, really looking forward to that. And uh, we're going to do uh, the oh shoot the line scr- the line of scrimmage preview. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to preview the game tomorrow. And then we probably need to give some season predictions, Zach. We probably need to give our, like, official. For like, sure. This is what I've decided. Uh, um, decision. So, anyways, Zach, college football starting today. What do you think? Dude, I, I really am excited. I mean, it's really like, like for me, this is like Christmas Day. Like, it's it's honestly, in my opinion, probably the best best time of the year uh for me like because i'm just i'm so pumped about it i'm i'm looking forward to getting to watch the big games today as, as you mentioned like right after our show there'll be cincinnati arkansas there'll be uh georgia and oregon and w- remind me reagan when is um florida utah six that's it they play at six kick off six yep okay so that's a later kickoff uh i'm i'm looking forward to that as most of y'all know, we have partnered with the Balcony Bengals this season. Uh, yeah. And we will be doing picks every single week in the SEC, picking all the SEC games. Um, you can see those picks released every Thursday. They release Thursday, um, late Wednesday night. Um, and those will be on TigersAvenue.com. Or if you want to wait, you can just see them posted later on uh, on the Balcony Bengals Twitter page, on our Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, but I had Florida beating Utah today, and here's why. Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Anthony Richardson, bro. That's going to be you, your first L. That's going to be your first will. L. It probably will be, but you, I, you, I, you give me a, Anthony, I a lot Richardson. Of faith in Anthony Richardson. I, I get it, but you give me Anthony Richardson, and I show you Cameron Rising. What Cameron Rising did last year in the Rose Bowl – Against Ohio State was really freaking impressive, uh, and, and I'm I'm pretty high on Utah. I, I really am. Uh, so I, I don't. It's in Gainesville. It's it'll be close because that's all I was about to say. It'll be in Gainesville. It'll it'll be it'll be exciting. But I don't think Florida has near uh, the weapons, the talent that that they're used to having currently on their roster. Sure. Uh, so I, I think Utah gets it done. Uh, or get Georgia. Florida wins a close one. That that was my upset in my picks. Okay. So. Oregon, Georgia, I think it's going to be a really, really close game. Really close. And I think it's going to be closer than what people think because I, I like Georgia's defense a lot, but there's a lot of – I mean, how many guys, like five defensive players, went in the first round last year? Like, So there's going to be a new, lot of new faces on that Georgia defense. They're going to have to step up and fill roles. I mean, uh, namely, you know, the number one pick, Nolan Smith, uh, uh the kid out of uh, Orn Lake, the Kobe Dean, uh, you know, uh, but they are returning guys like uh, 
Ringo and uh, Jalen Carter. So they still have some faces there, but it, there's going to be a lot of a turnover uh, on on that on that team. Also, they lost guys like Jermaine Burton to the transfer portal. Uh, so, but Brock Bowers is special. Um, I think Georgia ultimately wins, but I think it's closer than what people what people think. So uh, that's one game I'm really looking forward to watch. Uh, I think Arkansas wins and beats Cincy because uh, it's in Fayetteville. KJ Jefferson's a little game, too much. I think that game's close, but to go back on the last game, I think Georgia. I think Georgia beats them pretty. I won't say it's a blowout, pretty but handily. I think they beat, beat them pretty handily. Uh, can it? You know, Fourteen. It's it's played in Atlanta, right? Yes, it's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I believe, not yeah. Athens. So no, it's in like Atlanta. De facto, de facto home, home game. game, I guess. Yeah. Correct. Well, there's there's a there's a lot of games to go around today. Um, one thing I want to point up right now on a current game. Um, some of you may be watching. Sorry, y'all. My my thing's bothering me. All right. Um, some of y'all may have been watching this game already, and maybe you have the same thoughts too, bro. Haynes King. Oh my gosh. If he's their starting quarterback all season long, I'm marking that as a W right now. Like, yeah. I, I'm i telling you right now, that offense could not move the ball against Sam Houston. They, they could not. They're in like a weather delay right now, so we'll see how yeah. the second half goes. But in the first half, they scored two touchdowns, and they were both like broken plays that were like, you know, big – explosive plays because of poor coverage or broken coverage. Like, they didn't march down the field against Sam Houston. And Haynes King has made some really questionable throws. Very questionable throws. He's already thrown a pick. Um, I'm telling you right now, that offense, A&M has their, their receivers, you know, Anias Smith um, and, and Evan Stewart, and there's one other guy. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He scored the first touchdown. but He, he wears number eight. Their receivers are very good, very good. The question is, can the quarterback get them the ball? The only the like when he has gotten them the ball, they've done great things. But he has not gotten them the ball very often and put them in good situations. Um, I mean, he's got two hundred thirty-one yards. Yeah, um, yeah, because the two touchdown plays have been like like seventy, sixty yards, like each. But, but he's hovering around like fifty percent. Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it's it, and also their running back Achi, uh, who's supposed to be you know one of the one of the better running backs in the SEC. I think he currently has less than fifty yards on this on on the on the game. The offensive line don't look that good. A cane or whatever his name is. A cane, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, a cane. Uh, he's, uh, at, he's at eight yards right now. Eight yards. It's half. That's their he's starting got, running back. He's got he's got eight carries for eight yards. Oh, yeah. needless to say, uh, the offense has been very questionable for AM so far. Very questionable. The offensive line play has been pretty questionable because they can't open a run hole for, for him against Sam Houston. Haynes King is very inaccurate, made some very questionable throws. Uh, but on the other hand, the defense looks really good. Sam Houston hasn't been able to do anything offensively. Um, I think they had like at one point it was like seven drives and they had six three and outs, um, or at least six punts. So the defense looks really good. The offense is in question. So we'll see how that goes moving forward. Um, but we need to talk about something else, Zach. We need to talk about the uh, college football uh, playoff expansion. Yeah. You know we've kind of discussed discussed some of the games today. The expansion. What do you think? Is it too much? Are you excited about it? Do you like it? Do you not? Yeah. What are your thoughts? So, so in my opinion, I have like. And I figure we'll sides. disagree on this. I think we will disagree a little bit, but here's here's the one thing. Why? Here's the one reason that I love it, and I tweeted it okay. out. I tweeted it out. I think it was last yep. night or this morning. Yep. LSU will complete compete for a college football playoff berth. Almost every year now. Every year. Almost every, every year. year. I, and I, I stand by that. I mean, you're going to have some times, but especially – Once it's put like, into place. Once, once it's put it into is place. put into place, LSU is going to compete for a college football playoff berth every year. 
every single because yeah. you can't tell me that Brian Kelly uh, is going to be recruiting at the at the rate that he is recruiting at right now and after this season. You know, if, especially if he has success this season. I mean, you can't tell me that LSU will not have the horses to be in contention for a top one of the top twelve seeds. There's just you can't you can't tell me that. So that is the right. big reason. That is the big reason that I am okay with this. Um, now, what I do think it will do is it'll take away here. Here, here's here's here's. There's also two sides to this argument that I'm about to make. It'll take away big moments for certain teams. It'll create big games for other teams that are in contention for those last few spots, but it'll take away like last year, Alabama, Auburn. It, it takes away the excitement and the just craziness of that game for Alabama because Alabama if they lose that game, they're not going to the SEC championship if Texas A&M beats LSU, which we know the result of that. But if Texas A&M beats LSU last year, Alabama, which they didn't know that yet because they had played before LSU A&M did. If Alabama loses that game, they may not make the SEC championship and they definitely don't make the college football playoff. But in a 12-team format, Alabama doesn't have to worry. They don't have to worry. They the that game does not have to be as hectic as sure. as it was, and and fans on their edge of the seats and you know biting their fingernails with nerves because they know Alabama has to win this game to make the college football playoff because of the loss they had taken earlier in the season against Texas A&M. So <coughs> there's two sides to it. But then you'll have teams like a Utah, like a Cincinnati, like a LSU. Um, that or in other SEC schools like Ole Miss, Ole Miss, I think was 11th. They finished 11th in the country last year. Um, those teams that are, that are fighting, um, to stay in contention, that makes those games better. But I think near the top half, it makes those teams like Ohio state, like Clemson, like Alabama, um, like, um, Oklahoma, those teams, it lessens their games. But it so there's two sides of it. I don't yeah. like that it is going to take away from some of the most massive games in college football, like Alabama, Auburn, like Ohio State, Michigan, like Clemson, whoever, because they don't play anybody in the ACC. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, Notre Dame, right. if Notre Dame makes a switch. So. I, there's two sides to it, but overall, as an LSU fan, you have to be elated. You have to be elated as an LSU fan because where LSU is at in their position, uh, being in the West in the SEC Conference and having to face Alabama every year, I mean, it's amazing what LSU has done these last yeah. couple of decades because of that, despite yeah. of that. But now, LSU – has even more of the capability to make a college football playoff, uh, even though they're in the West uh, in the SEC right. and have to contend against Bama. Now they can lose one or two games in the SEC and they can still be in the college football playoff. So that that's my take on it. I don't like certain aspects of it. I think you're going to have similar results even in a four-team play, four playoff to a 12-team playoff because – you're going to have lower tier teams that are going to get get in there, and the top four teams, top five, top six teams are just going to absolutely beat down on those bottom six, bottom eight teams, in my opinion. But then again, flip side again, every now and then you may have a a, a, a sneaky yeah. team yeah. That, that that upsets somebody. So to me, there's there's two sides of the coin to every argument, but overall, yeah. I am for it because. Because of how it sets up nicely for LSU. So, here's my thing um, on the whole playoff expansion. I wanted it to be expanded. I don't know if 12 um, is what I wanted. I would have gone maybe 8 or 10 with the top two by. Um, 
12 is a little much, but still, I wanted it expanded regardless. Here's why. In my opinion, and this is my opinion, for teams like LSU especially, because I'm an LSU fan, I, I do not care about bowl games. To me, bowl games mean absolutely nothing. They mean absolutely, positively nothing. You are playing a consolation game against a team that you normally don't play against. Whipty big freaking do. You aren't going to compete for the national championship. You weren't good enough. Now you're playing in the Texas Bowl. You weren't good enough, so now you're playing in the Outback Bowl. Whip-de-do. I could care less about playing in bowl games. I, I don't want to play bowl games. So the expansion for me, I love because now these games mean more in the postseason. What do we play the regular season for? The postseason. Yeah. So, if you play well enough to get into the top 12, you get to play in the postseason and compete for a national championship. And there is more games that actually mean something than there's, you know, there's three games that mean something, right? The semifinals and then the final. Because in all reality, everybody's goal, the entire goal of all of Power 5 football is to win the national championship. If it's not your goal, why are you playing? You, you're going to go play for the Go Daddy Bowl? Like, <laughs> I want to win a national championship. I don't care about a bowl game. So the goal is to win a national championship. So to offer more opportunity and, and more games to, uh, that mean more towards that, I love it. I, I mean, I, I love it. Sure, yes, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, they're going to be in it, and they're probably going to play, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven seeds, and they're probably going to beat them every now and then. But every now and then, I mean, this is college football. Any day, everywhere, anytime, any team can beat you. I mean, we've seen it. About any team, Reagan. Zachary Dawson Lee. We we know that in college football upsets happen. Do we not? But it's there's years. It's extremely rare. Zach, twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen upset kicks Alabama out of the playoffs. Auburn, right? Right. I'm talking about like. But we're we're talking about in the twelve team playoff. We're talking about the 12-team 12 12 playoff, playoff, right? So an upset can definitely okay. happen. Okay. Yes. College football, anybody can beat anybody, Zach, especially in the SEC. Yes. Upsets happen. You, you were saying anybody, any time. Like, Old, Do- uh, Old Dominion okay. just beat Virginia Tech, Zach. They did, but I'm like, you're not going to have – dude, you're not telling me Old Dominion is going up against one of those 12, 12 teams and beat. I'm not, I'm not saying that, Zach, but Sam Houston's playing Texas A&M 17-0 right now. Like it's it's not that big. Like it can happen, and it can especially. What my my point is, it can especially happen in a twelve game top twelve team playoff. Yes, I agree. you're gonna have an upset every now and then. Yes, so it brings that opportunity in for a team that like let's say you're the let's say you're the eight seed. You're probably playing in maybe a New Year's Six bowl if the twelve team playoff isn't there. Now you have the opportunity to go and beat one of the top seeds and move on in the playoffs. It's more exciting. It's more fun. I, I mean, and you can still, you know, they didn't want to get rid of the bowl games because, like, there was a sponsorship problem. Bro, they've been using the bowl games as the playoffs anyways. So yeah. continue to do that. Continue to do that. We got we got a Zeke appearance. Oh, yeah, I'll get you some juice in a little bit. The dude wants juice. <laughs> Get the man. We need a sponsor. What? We need like Lucky Leaf. We He's got like, pizza on his face. We need like Lucky Leaf up in here. Welch's. We need some juice. Hey, what's up? Sponsor Tigers Avenue. What's up? What's Jay? up? What's up? What, what do you say, Zeke? Go. Tigers. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I Zeke, I will see you tonight. Yeah, Zach is, Zach's coming over to the house tonight. Because me and Daddy are going to watch. Me and Zachy are going to watch LSU play tomorrow. So you you excited to see Zach? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
So let me finish my point on the playoffs, Zeke, real quick. Thank you. <laughs> he said, okay. All right, you can watch me. Watch Daddy scream. Anyways, the 12-team playoff, a little too much. I would have rather it been eight. That would have been my preference. But this brings in more meaningful postseason games. Whereas, you know, in, in, in past history, there was one, the BCS National Championship. All right, oh, 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 we added two more meaningful games. You got the semifinals now. Like, bro, at least get us out to the quarterfinals, right? Like, you're already automatically in the semifinals and then a final. Like, it, it, I, I want more meaningful postseason games, and that's why I love the decision to expand, and it's going to be more exciting, especially for teams like LSU. You, you're, I 100% agree with your point. A team like LSU, a team like, I don't know, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Yeah. Do even teams like Wisconsin, who are like right on the cusp every now and then, USC, well, maybe not USC. Baylor, Baylor. <laughs> ba- yeah, Baylor, Utah, like right, like that are that are on the cusp. Michigan. You know, but just like it's like their ceiling is is New Year's Six Bowl. Can now, yeah, oh, Michigan. That is one team that is just like LSU. Feels like, right? They got to play Ohio State every single year. LSU's got to play Bama every single every year. year. And so, if you can't beat them, it's like you're out of the playoffs, yeah. right? Now, now, now that opportunity for Michigan and LSU is there to compete every year and every now and then. If you know, if you pull it together, you can make the upset and make a run. So I. It means more. It's more fun, more meaningful games. I like it. I could – like, if you don't make the playoffs, honestly, just go to the house. Like, who cares about so, a bowl game? So, Reagan, I, I, I get your point on it, but at what at what point do you stop? What At what point do you stop adding playoff games? Because you get to a certain point where you begin to worry about player safety, player health. Oh, sure. And And – you know, wearing them out, and, and especially sure. for a lot of those for a lot of those guys that are going to be in the playoff, you know, their future careers in the NFL. Yeah. I, mean, I still, yeah. I still think you are going to see players sit in the playoff. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, Reagan. There's going to be a lot more players that we play. have players sitting out entire seasons. You don't think they're going to set out one game? Well, yes, that's that, that's there's not a a ton of those happening though. What is a ton happening is players sitting out bowl games. You know why? Because bowl games don't mean anything. Playoff games mean something. So overwhelmingly, more players will play. Will there be some? I agree. Oh, it's already enough. It's twelve games is enough. Twelve is enough. You think that's? That, enough. I say you. St- yeah. Well, Zach. I mean, I mean, in all reality, the whole goal is to get to the NFL, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, how does the NFL do their postseason? Number one, they already got 17 regular season games, and then they play an extended playoff compared to what college already plays. Yeah. So do you want to play something more similar to where you're trying to get, or do you want to play like a scaled-down version of that? That's a good point. Right? So I, they uh, let's see. The NFL, they have their wild card game. It's like It's literally like three or four games. For some teams, if they want to win the win it all, yeah. so it 12, 12, you know the top four get a buy. Um, I, I like it. I mean, I, I like it. It, it. It's more of a a pro style playoff, more meaningful games, more players will play. I, I just think overwhelmingly to extend the playoffs was a, a no brainer, and I also think it was inevitable. Like it was going to happen. Um, like I'm. Everybody's sick and tired of watching Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and that's it. You know, and Georgia, and then every now every and then stinking year. Like everybody's sick of that. We're, we're tired of that. Extend the playoffs, make it more interesting. Play a little bit, like play one or two more games. You know, it'll be fun. Let's get to well, some we'll comments. Definitely see. We'll definitely see how it plays out in the next few years. All right, uh, BK takeover. He said four to six SEC teams will make the playoffs every year. I don't – six, I I'm think, a is six. a stretch. 
Yeah. Uh, I think six is a stretch. Four, I could four, see. Four, yeah, I could see because you could have LSU, Bam- the top two in the East and the West. LSU, Bama, yeah. Georgia, Kentucky, Florida, Florida, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, when Florida gets back. You know, ten- yeah, all right. So, Tennessee. Uh, he also said, I don't like the top four team buys. I can see the top two teams. Uh, I'm okay with the top four. Uh, I'm okay with well, the, with the tw- well, well, BK, you know, with a with a 12 team, you have to. Yeah, you have to. Jason Baker, uh, Jason, I, I don't know if this is your first time joining us, but uh, glad What's up, to Jason? see you here. I, I think this is the first time I've seen one of your comments, at least. He said, what I said back when, the, when they started playoffs was use the BCS Bowl games as the playoffs. Obviously, yeah. that would have yeah. been eight teams. Yeah, I mean, you, can, you can keep the – the sites, you can keep the sponsorships. Absolutely. You can keep everything. It doesn't have to be just college football playoff branded. Like, you can keep all the sponsorships, but then they're just a part of the college football playoff, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I I completely agree with Jason. Like, you can still use the branding and the sponsorships. That's what they're that. doing right now, kind of. Right? Yeah, like, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the Cotton Bowl. The Rose Bowl was one of the playoff games one year. Yep. So, All right, let's see. Uh, Dad's in here. He said, I think y'all should share my post. My predictions will be 1,000%. I haven't looked at your post yet, Dad, so I will <laughs> I read later. I've hey, been busy. I, I've been in the lab. So, Hey, Zach, I did I, – I, now, this is kind of like live discussion of, of TA plans, I guess, but I think I think maybe we can get some of the feedback from uh, the people who are in here. I thought about, you know, with the Balcony Bengals, we're doing these picks every single week getting – a Pastor Lee, Pastor Lee's big upset, his one prediction each week. Oh, okay. One upset each week. He makes his prediction. Senior. Like a kind of like the yeah, senior pastor makes a, a one predict, you know, every week one 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 upset for the week. Interesting. I thought about that. But we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. We do need to get down. What do you think, Dad? Is Dad watching? Uh, I, I'm assuming he is still watching. We do need to get him on at some point. Um, s- Dad, send in your send in the comment wh- where you, where you think LSU is going. We'll get that to there at the end of the at the end of the show. But we'd love to love to hear your official official official, official prediction uh, prediction for this season. So, but anyways, all right. Looks like uh, oh uh, BK takeover. Uh, the University of the Beards against the Academy of the Goatees. <laughs> That's what the bowl games were were like. Uh, I, I do agree with you on that point, Reagan. The bowl games were kind of like the LSU Kansas State game. Who cares? I, like, would Who would cares? you much rather prefer to end that season on the Texas A and M win? And yes. then said, "Okay, we're we're, yes. we're at six and six. We didn't have a losing record. You so know, be it. Obviously, the years a wash. This year's a wash. We're getting a new. You know, we're transforming into this new era yes. of Brian Kelly and all that good stuff." So like, it would have been so much better to end on that Texas A&M win than go look, and play that, some meaningless bowl game against Kansas sure, State. Sure. And because you had forty scholarship players, thirty something scholarship players, you get your tail kicked in. Now, now look, I will say this: it, I, I think it's okay to keep bowl games around for the sake of teams like like. I'll use an example like some of my friends gave me. Uh, here at Williams, like Arkansas State, like they're never yeah. going to make the playoffs, never will. So, like going to win a going to win a GoDaddy Bowl for them is a big deal. So, you, I, I, I'm fine with that. But like when it comes to Power Five, I don't know. I pack it up, pack it up. Yep. The season's over. You can't make it. Jason, uh, I see your I see your question here. We will I will address that question. We will address that question um, near as we get into the Florida State. Uh, preview. So just hold that thought. I've got it starred. We will come back to it uh, and address that uh, comment. Uh, Dad also said expand to seven teams. Uh, the number one team gets a buy, two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five, then versus winner of three, six, four, five plays two, seven, etc. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So just, um, just go, just go to eight but, at that point. But, but they're yeah. already at twelve, so you're not going to get a seventeen playoff. They're, they're not. Yeah. I don't think they'll ever go back down. I don't. I don't think they would ever go back down. Would you think that, Reagan? I don't, I don't think so. Unless there was too many complaints, but no. I yeah, don't unless so. you just got like really bad feedback. Um. So, anyways, uh, Jason Baker. Yes, this is my first time listening to y'all, but I don't miss uh, Blake Rafino's show. Uh, cool, man. Uh, 
I'm sure you know I, I produce Blake's show with Pooh Bear. Um, so I'm yeah. behind the scenes all the time. Uh, sometimes come out at the end of the show. But um, through Tigers Avenue, Blake uh, heard of me through Tigers Avenue and and saw what we were doing and loved what we were doing and wanted to get me on the on his show and uh, and help him produce it. So that is what we're doing. All right, Reagan, we should move forward. Uh, we need to discuss yes. uh, that our last position group or I said yes. should, should say position groups that we have not previewed yet. And I wanted to leave this at the end because I think that this these position groups um, are really the biggest key for LSU uh, and how far their yeah. season goes. I, under, I understand you got to find a quarterback. I understand, you know, the quarterback is the most important player in the game. Uh, but this comes to both sides of the ball. This when you talk about the lines of scrimmage, and so we are going to preview um, now the the offensive line and the defensive line. Reagan, let's let's start at the offensive line because I think we kind of have a, a pretty good general idea of what we think um, about the defensive line. I think a lot of LSU fans do, um, but let's start at the offensive line. We know who the starters are; they have a high ceiling. Yes. Um, yes. but it, what really matters is, is, is this line going to be able to gel together? Um, cause it is an entire new starting offensive line. Last year, you had a lot of experience this year. You don't have as much experience, but you have a lot of talent and more talent. So than you did last year, um, and because I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. They had mostly a bunch of veteran guys that were good players, but they were not at the caliber of level and talent that. Some of the guys you didn't have, uh, you don't have a Will Campbell who is as good right. as uh, as advertised, and he is now a a starter, a starter as a, as a freshman. Yeah. You didn't, you don't, you didn't even have one of those guys, right? Um, so, and I mean, they're big, aren't they? Like six, seven, like three. Oh yeah, some three something. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. across the board. Uh, I think they're Very almost big. a thousand pounds in total. I was listening <laughs> to. I was listening to Corey Warstrom, his uh, podcast the other day with Jacob Hester, and yeah, I think they're like, I think they're like twelve pounds away from a thousand, a, a whole ton, a whole ton. So, yeah. um, this this offensive line though, Reagan, I think, I think they will do fine um, in in run blocking. I think the biggest thing is going to be pass blocking, and I think that's why you know. Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock wanted to have a mobile quarterback because they sure. have an inexperienced, a, a talented but inexperienced offensive line. And yeah. how do you negate that? You have a quarterback that can be able to get out of bad situations. And so Absolutely. I think that you are going to see a much improved offensive line this season. Um, and if you remember, I mean, last year they really came on at the end. And that's because yeah. Brad Davis yeah. – if we remember, he was hired really late in the process in the offseason. Didn't yeah, have like a full June or season. July. Yeah, yeah didn't yeah. have a full offseason with him. But later on in the year, you started to see, to see things click the for, for yep. the offensive line. I mean, Ed yep. Ingram was Ed Ingram, right? At the beginning of the season, we didn't know who he was. He, he, he didn't look, you know, normal. But he looked like Ed Ingram at the end of the yep. season. And that a large part of that is due to Brad Davis and his development and his coaching. And so now we have had an entire off, an entire season, an entire off season. He he yeah. he he head coached the team as interim during the bowl game. Brad Davis um, is along with Brian Kelly, who has been known for putting in for putting out first round draft picks on the offensive line. I have full confidence that this unit is going to be much improved this year, and Agreed. that they are going to develop players into really good pro prospects yeah I, I i'm not as worried about the offensive line as i once was um there's a reason that brad davis was the only the only oh. staff member that was retained why because brad davis is is a really good offensive line coach uh did an excellent job over at arkansas um he's a baton rouge guy so obviously LSU's a, a dream, you know, a dream job. Uh, so he, there's a clear reason he was the only guy retained. He fit what Brian Kelly made with the staff, uh, talented coach. Now you got to put it together, right? Like you, you lost Ed Ingram, you lost some other 
uh, guys last year. Ed Ingram looks to be like uh, – um, oh, man. Did he go to the, the Minnesota Vikings? I'm pretty sure he went to the Vikings. And, and I saw the other day that he might be one of the starting guards as he, a rookie. I, I think he is – uh, he is at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, um, and I, I believe yes. he has. Uh, I think he has earned a starting position. So, the Minnesota Vikings. you, I mean, he's a great talent, and and no doubt at the end of last year you saw the improvement that Brad Davis made. Unfortunately, we got him so late in the process. Uh, it, you know, they it took a while, right? His coaching. Uh, so I'm quite excited about what this new unit that has been put together can do. Uh, obviously, Will Campbell is is going to be a, a freak and probably going to be a freshman All American, and in about three years, potentially could be a, a round one pick. Uh, I mean, he he's he's a he's going to be one of LSU's best best offensive linemen in, in quite some time. Um, he's he was a highly recruited guy. Garrett Dellinger at the center position was a highly recruited guy. Both him and his brother were both you know, big-time recruits on the offensive line. It's a new position. Uh, I think he picked the right guy uh, to, to do that position, uh, Brian Kelly, and I, I think uh, that he's going to do just fine there. Miles Frazier at the guard, left guard, you know, he was an All-American last year. <laughs> like, um, I think he's going to do great. Um, Cam Wire has some experience already at the tackle position, and then Anthony Bradford, was a top 300 player and has, according to Brian Kelly, has excellent footwork. Um, so I'm really excited about this offensive line, and I think they can do a really great job this year. And I think they're going to su- surprise some people. Um, I think they're going to run. I think they're going to, when it comes to run blocking, that they're going to do really well. I, I really do. Um, we'll have to watch and see when it comes to uh, pass blocking and and. And whatnot, and I think you kind of already alluded to that. You know why we're going to be using a mobile quarterback, um, but yeah, the lack of experience um, is definitely the only like the question mark there. Um, you know, will they? Whenever we get thrown into the fire, you know, Superdome game one, Florida State, and Florida State's strength is probably their defensive line. They're going to be tested yeah. immediately. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty excited to watch how they play tomorrow night against Florida State's front. Uh, because that's definitely the strength of Florida State's team. Um, did you? Did we, we we didn't go to defensive line, but we haven't gone to like, defensive line. But for me, I think he he got it right on the starting five, and and also right. I love that there is depth. Yes, like there's like well. like we have been lacking in in offensive line depth. Like it was like we had our starting five last year, but then after that, it was a drop off. It was a drop-off. You know, now you got, like, guys like Trayman Shorts that can come in as your sixth guy, Marcus Dumoverell as a seventh, you know, Xavier Hill and, Mar- and Martinez uh, as, as you oh, know, like eight, nine. Uh, so, and and Emory Jones out of Catholic High as a true freshman looks really good, too. Um, Bo so Borderline? Oh, Bo Borderline. I mean, there's depth. You you you're, you got a solid group of guys, so I'm pretty excited about deep. the offensive line this year. Yeah. So, defensive line. What's your thoughts, Zach? Defensive line is arguably the best position group on the team. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. I know yeah. I know that is in competition with the wide receivers, but I mean, it's they're close. And 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 who, who's the best position group? It's either defensive line or it is the wide receivers. Uh, and the reason that the defensive line is so good is because they've got first-round draft picks. They don't have eight first-round draft picks. They have first-round draft picks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mason Smith, yeah. Quellen Roy, Ollie Gay, BJ, BJ Angel, like yeah. all four of those guys. Yeah. All four of those guys could go first round. All four of them. Um, I think all four of them will go to the top two rounds. All <laughs> four think. of them are top two. Yeah, I, I agree. You have, and the other thing there is you have experience. Mason Smith, Jaquelin Roy played a lot of football last year. BJ Ojolari is in his junior year. Ali Gay is in his fifth year. Senior, yeah, like his senior. In, I think he's senior, a fifth, maybe. He's either a he's either a true senior or a fifth year senior. I know he was at another yeah. school Tons of experience. before he transferred over. Yeah, he was uh, JUCO. He was, here, yeah. he was JUCO. Came here was twenty twenty uh, at LSU. Had the injury last year. And he's gearing up, you know, looking to have a great senior season. So this defensive line is really good. And they they 
arguably might be are, are probably the best defensive line in the SEC. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're competing yeah. against AM there. Um, but man, dude, they are going to be scary good. We we've talked about them a lot. Um, and I, I just I really think that they are going to cause a lot of problems for opposing offenses to run the ball. And what's Florida State's strength? Running the football. They're really yeah. good at running the football. And that bodes really <clears throat> well for LSU because you you're arguably your best unit is the defensive line, the defensive front. Um yeah. I love yeah. that they're I love that they're gonna be multiple. I love that BJ Ojalari is gonna be standing up on the line of scrimmage. Um that that, that I'm excited to see what Matt House does with them. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to see what yeah. Matt House does with them. Um because w- not only you have talent, you have experience, and you have the coaching now. That, and, and you have the depth because you've got guys like Sony Fanua, you've got J- uh, Jacoby and Guillory, you've got Makai Wingo who had a really, really, really good off season. Um, yeah, I mean, Quincy. you've got you've got a uh, Savion uh, Jones, Savion Jones, or Xavier Savion Jones, Xavier Carter, Savion, Savion Jones. Jones. I mean, you've got a lot of guys. Oh, there. Desmond, Desmond Little. Desmond, Desmond Little, Little. Yeah. probably probably your number two guy behind BJ. Behind BJ, yeah. So, dude, it's 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 a scary group. Um, and I mean, defense. Uh, excuse me, opposing offenses. That's what they're going to be worried about. They're going to be worried about yeah. the defensive yeah. line. And the biggest thing in winning <laughs> football games, especially nowadays, is with the spread offense, is getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. If we are able to penetrate and get past the first level and get to the quarterback, this team is going to – this defense is going to to move on how well the defensive line is able to get push and get uh, pressure yeah. in the backfield. That Because that when you get pressure in the backfield <laughs> and you get pressure on the quarterback, everything else falls into place for the, for the, for the linebackers, for the secondary. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it because this team is this this unit this defensive line is is going to be really exciting to watch this season and you're good and LSU fans enjoy it because they are probably well two of them are for sure gone at the end of the season. Yeah, probably three, probably three. Ali Ali Gay, Ali A B J, and Jaquelin is is looking to be is a first round draft pick too. eligible. There's there's some boards that have him yeah first round he's a he's a junior he's a junior uh, so yeah he's probably gone yeah um so yeah after a solid season he's he's gonna raise his draft stock there's some people that are already pretty high on Jake Wellen, so probably your your starting three is gone um super excited about them uh, I think all, I think you've said that everything that needs to be said um they're gonna be really stinking good bottom yeah. line um. And I'm looking forward to that because I, I love one of my favorite things is is defensive line getting pressure on the quarterback and and I want to see a lot of it. I want to see a lot of smothering the running game. Uh, I want to see dominance on the line of scrimmage. Um, and so I'm pretty excited about this group. And honestly, that's one of the things that gets me excited uh, about the whole offensive line line of scrimmage in general because. Our offensive line has been uh, doing camp against this defensive line, right? So that I think that's a positive towards our offensive line, right? Because yeah, like you're you're playing some of the best. You're playing. You're not going to see a defensive tackle as big as Mason Smith anywhere. Like I don't think Georgia or Alabama have a defensive tackle the size of Mason Smith. Yeah. Uh, they may have like like the J- Joheem Otis out of Columbus, Mississippi, pretty big dude, but he's a true freshman. Uh, I don't even know if he's their starter. Uh, so like Mason Smith is going to be the biggest guy they'll probably see all season at the at, at the tackle, uh, and and Ali Gay is not far behind him, and Ali Gay is faster than Mason Smith, right? And then there's BJ who's 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 been a threat off the edge his entire career. Uh, Jay Quellen uh, has, I mean. It it, it really bodes well. Jay Quillen. Jay Quillen. Oh my goodness! It's Jacqueline. Anyways, ja- <laughs> so 
Jaquelin, yes. Jaquelin. Jaquelin. I, I don't know why that's slipping. Hey, hey, Ron. Jaquelin. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> D nice. So, Denise. Is there a D nice? But Denise. anyways. Anyways, I'm sure some people will get that reference. Yeah. Um, yeah our our offensive line, I think it's gonna help them that the fact that they they had to play against uh, our defensive line, so I'm pretty excited about the the line of scrimmage, uh, and and excited about to see uh, on both sides of the ball what what our offensive line can do to help our offense and how our defensive line can get pressure and get after the quarterback. So really pumped about that. All right, I think we need to hit a quick break, Zach. Come back, maybe hit a few more comments, and then preview this Florida State game and give our final predictions as the season begins. Tomorrow. We also need to wrap it up because a hey, Georgia and Oregon are about to start and Arkansas and Cincy and are about I'm to start. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's hit a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Tigers Avenue is proud to announce that we now have TA merchandise. You can find all of our merchandise by heading over to tigersavenue.com and clicking on the merchandise tab. We have everything from T-shirts, hoodies, shorts, joggers, hats, and beanies. We've even got shoes, Converse, and slides. Head over to our accessories tab where you can find blankets, bumper stickers and license plates, magnets and stickers, mugs, bottles, and tumblers, phone cases. You can find tech and office and outdoor products like a mouse pad, a puzzle, a notebook, and more, all at tigersavenue.com. Head on over to tigersavenue.com today, click the merchandise tab, and get yours now. All right. Never get Go old. buy some TA merch. Go Never buy some old. TA merch. No, don't get old. It's it's pretty pretty awesome commercial you put together there. Um, promo for our merch. Y'all go buy some of our TA merch. All right, Zach. Florida State, LSU, tomorrow night in the Dome. We're going to be there. Woo! Let's talk about it, Zach. What do you think? Well, I do want to first get to this comment. Uh, because Jason Baker brings sure. up an interesting point. He said, I don't know if y'all have mentioned this yet or not, but what y'all, what's y'all's opinion on why we're only favored by three? I want to start there. Um, I think something that LSU fans need to realize, um, now there is obviously a lot of hype that has been built around this, this team. Uh, yeah. New coach, a lot of really good players brought in from the transfer portal. Um the idea of, of being able to have an offense that was similar to 2019 where it's spread and everybody's running gunning and you're getting it to your athletes and they're getting out in space. Uh, the idea of the defensive line, which we just talked about, which is really good. I mean, there is a lot of hype around this football team. Um, yeah. And something that we have to still realize is that it all has to still come together. It, it yeah. still has to all come together. You've got brand new coaches across the board. You've got an entire new secondary almost across the board outside of Jay Ward. You've got brand new linebackers uh, across the board pretty much. Greg Penn, mop-up duty last year. Even even um, Mike Jones didn't get a whole lot yeah. of playing time last year. Um, yeah. You know, the defensive line is what it is. There's a lot of returning there. Completely new offensive line, completely new running backs. I mean, John Emery was shelved last year. You, I mean, you didn't have – you had Corey Kiner and Ty Davis Price and Josh Williams. You know, and now yeah. you've got John Emery, Noah Kane, Armani Goodwin, and Josh Williams. Yeah. So, brand-new quarterback. And then you have the wide receivers that are – on each side of the ball, there's one group that is the guys that are returning. But all, 
the majority of the team is brand new. New team. New new team. team. An entire new coaching staff. So That's nobody a knows. lot. That's <laughs> a lot to gel together um, yeah. Yeah. for a first season. And so Jason Baker, that's why. That that's yeah. why. You have a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. There's so there's a lot of uncertainty. Anytime that you have a new quarterback and a new coach, you know, people aren't going to be high on you. And you've seen a lot of the win totals. Some yeah. of them have come around five, six, seven. That's why. That's why. Yeah. Um, LSU has to go out and they have to prove people wrong. And um, I'm really nervous about tomorrow night because I I was so excited last year for the UCLA game and fully expected us to win that game. And then we flopped and yep. absolutely got dominated, yep. dominated. And I understand this is a completely different team, completely different coaching staff, but that is in the back of my mind. And yep. I do not want to see that happen again. Uh, oh. Even if it, even if it, even if it is a lot better coach, if it, if it was a lot better played, I don't want to see LSU lose the opening game because we talked about this on Spaces a couple nights ago, how important this game was. <laughs> Some people said that this game is is not important for the entirety of the season because they will eventually progress and get better on in the season. Mm-hmm. And if they slip up here against Florida, I disagree. I think yeah, this is important. extremely massive for the yeah. psyche of not only the fans, but the players. Maybe not so the coaches because it's a new staff and they understand that this is a not a rebuild but a restart. Um, yeah. And but for the players that have been through it the, the last couple of years, it, it would really hurt their psyche, um, I believe. And so they they need this one. They need this win. So that's why it's a three point spread. I agree. Um, yeah. Now we we can get into this Reagan, but. I'll ask you a quick question. What do you believe is the biggest matchup in this game, position group wise? <laughs> is it is it LSU's defensive line versus their offensive their offensive line? Is it their wide receivers versus our DBs? What's what is the biggest matchup here for this game, Reagan? Uh, the one on on an LSU from the LSU side of of things. You know, if, if LSU wants to win, I think our O line's got to got to got to do its job against their defensive line. Yeah. Plain and simple. I think your O-line in this game takes you as far as, you know, is is what takes you uh, to the victory in this because I think our weapons uh, on on the receivers are going to be overwhelming uh, for the DBs of Florida State. Um, I think our running backs will be able to run just fine uh, and move the ball and all of that you know, depends on run block and pass block. So yeah. I think I think our defense will be okay against their offense. I think they'll be just fine. I, I think we can hold them and limit them uh, to t- 21, 24. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm not too worried about our defense. So I think the offensive line is the biggest key for LSU in this game against their defensive line. So does LSU need to score 28 points to win this game? Is 28 28- – is 28 the number to hit for LSU? Um, I definitely want to score 28 to feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I mean, you you your, our defense could be completely dominant, you know, and it'd be like you only need 24, right? Yeah. Uh, but sitting as it is right now after watching Florida State last week and keeping up with LSU's fall camp and everything, I, I would want to score t- – I, I, I mean – as a fan, you want us to score a lot of points. You want us to score a lot of points. Uh, I, I would love to. I would want to score at least twenty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. So I want uh, for me. I want to. I want to talk about the opposite side of the ball. Um, I, I am really interested to see our DBs go up um, against their wide receivers, and here's why: because both on both uh, both those position groups for each team are question marks and uh, somewhat of a weakness for both teams. Uh, LSU has a brand new secondary outside of Jay Ward. Um, Major Burns didn't play hardly at all last year because of injury. So he's, even though he was there last year, still basically a brand new unit. Um, And Florida State's also basically got a brand new unit at wide receiver. Um, 
And that really has been one of their biggest question marks as well out, outside of offensive line for them. One of their biggest question marks has been at wide receiver because um, they have they have a lot of height uh, in their wide receiver room um, with uh, – what's his name? <coughs> Wilson. Wilson. Um, so I forget the other guy's name, but they've, they've got some really big dudes. Um, and, I mean, if you remember from a few years ago uh, – what's his name? Rogers from Texas A&M like, Oh yeah. Is in our nightmares because our DBs couldn't match <laughs> up against him. Cause he was just big and he was big. big target. And he was, yeah. And there's thrown ball to me and there he was, he was wide open. So, I mean, that worries me a little bit against an uh, untested, you know, defensive back group that hasn't played together um, before, but the good news is they're very experienced. They're very experienced. Jay Ward's played a lot of football for LSU. Um, Jarrett Bernard Converse has played a lot of football for the most. Uh, he's played, played the, most the most football. He's played 30 something games, yeah. started something 30, 30 something games, uh, <laughs> yeah. obviously at Oklahoma State. Colby Richardson, dude, has he getting has a start. He, he, he's getting a start, he's getting and a start. he's got, yeah, and he's got, he's got, wow. and he's got experience. He's got experience. Wow. Um, you're seeing BK. That that's been a theme for BK. He is he's ch- outside of Will Campbell. He's choosing experience, um, yeah. and so that you know, Colby Richardson's also just popped. I mean, he really he has. Now I mentioned it. I, on I don't the care show that whoever's I best on, put him out there. I mentioned on the show that you weren't here. Now that does concern me. It does concern me because a McNeese transfer is going to be your starter, and maybe uh, is it is it is it because he's popped or. And I think he also put on. He's also 190 pounds now. He's not the way he was at McNeese. Yeah, is it because he's popped, so, or is it, or is it because the other guys aren't up to par yet? I think there's well, a little bit of both. I think there's you, a little bit of both. Uh, well, do you think Kayshawn Butte is a subpar receiver? No. Uh, okay then. I mean, there was a lot of people saying that that Colby Richardson very well held his own against. I Kayshawn think. Butte. I think though, if Seven Banks is fully healthy, he he would take that spot. I don't know if he is completely 100% healthy right now. I think, he, I, mean, I think he's healthy enough right now to play um, and, 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 and play well. But, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, think, I think Seven Banks is the better option there um, t- from a talent perspective. Sure. Um, now, experience-wise, Colby Richardson, you know, BK uh, <clears throat> going with the experience. And so that's why I also think – I'm excited to watch that for sure. That's why I also think Jay Daniels is probably going to be the guy that trots out there for the first snap because he's been going with the experience and it would make it would make sense that he goes with experience at quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, so I guess that's one thing that we're already at an hour. We need to I think last thing to discuss here, and then we'll give our predictions for the game. And see who, who trots out there. Who trots out there? Jay Daniels. Um, Jay Daniels. Yeah, I think we're both in agreement to that. Um, here's the reasonings. Here's the reasonings. Uh, you've already mentioned one. Dude's got 30 starts under his belt in Power 5 football. I know it's Pac-12, but – But it's Power 5 football. It's Power 5 football regardless. Um, I'll tell you what, his freshman year was was dang impressive. It was, it was impressive. Uh, 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. What was it? Almost 3,000 yards. Uh, through the air, very impressive. He had, you know, guys like Brandon Ayuk around him, and he's got a lot of guys like Brandon Ayuk at LSU. Yeah. Uh, some are that are better, probably. Um, so I I think because of that, Jane Daniels goes out there because the experience. I also think because of his feet, um, dude, the dude got clocked at twenty one miles an hour at camp. Yeah. That's elite speed. Yeah, wheels. Elite bro. speed at the quarterback position. If the dude gets in trouble, there's gonna be a lot of times he can get out of it, right? Yeah. So, um, and you saw some of that at Arizona State, where man, he made some dudes look silly in the open field. Um, so, yeah, Jay Daniels, I think, is the starter that trots out there. Um, Zach, what's your what's your final prediction for the game? So I've been thinking about this for a while now, but I, I, I'm pretty confident in picking LSU 32, um, Florida State 24. LSU 32, 32 24. Florida State 24. Yep. 
Uh, I think uh, I, I am really concerned about kicking. Um, if it if it gets where LSU is in a one score ball game, you know, and they've got a field goal to win, that that makes me want to crap my pants. Because um, <laughs> man, <laughs> dude, I Ramos. don't have. I, I told you about really, Ramos. I told you about Ramos. I'm not confident yet because I haven't seen it. Um, and when yeah, you go I mean, from yeah. when you go from Cole Tracy and Cade York, uh, been spoiled. Who were automatic. Yeah. As Brian Poling said, yes, we've been spoiled, so don't don't expect anything like the past couple past few seasons, honestly. Yeah, we so, really enjoyed good special teams play and, and in clutch moments we, we relied on them. That concerns me, so. but I don't think it'll be a problem because I think LSU covers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go thirty one twenty one. Uh thirty one twenty one LSU covers. Um I, I think uh, we're going to be really pleased with the offense. I think we're going to walk go walk away going. Here's what I think. I, I think we're going to walk away saying, um, Jane Daniels is our guy for the season. Like I think I think Garrett Nussmeyer plays is in the next two weeks against Southern and New Mexico State. But I think we're going to walk away from this Florida State game going. We're rolling right. Like this is Jane. Jane's our guy. Um, so that's my prediction for this game uh, and kind of a thought process from the game, right, leaving it. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, final predictions for the season, Zach. We, we've mentioned somewhat of our thoughts and, and somewhat of a record every now and then, but this is this needs to be our – this final. is it, right? So, so what you got, Zach? All right, so uh, I think LSU is going to go 8-4, and, and this is how they're going to go 8-4. and four. Uh, I think they're going to lose. I think for sure they lose to Alabama and Arkansas. Hope I'm wrong. But I think they for sure lose to Alabama and Arkansas. Alabama, obviously, probably the best team in the country. Arkansas on the road, they're really good this year. Uh, they bring back uh, basically everybody. They bring back a lot of their coaching staff. Um, so, yeah, I think they lose on the road in Fayetteville. I think they lose at home against Bama. Here's where I think you have the other two from. I, I am not going to say for sure, boom, boom, There, here's the two other ones. I think you go one and two against Tennessee, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Tennessee, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Um, I am leaning more towards picking A&M as the win. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I just – I can't really decide – um, for sure, who who is going to be that win? Because I you can I can see us winning all three of those games. Uh, yeah. I, I see us winning, maybe beating Texas a little bit more, which <laughs> is really interesting considering uh, yeah. that it's A and M, and the other two is Tennessee, and and you're at A and M, yeah, yeah. So um, I think they go one and two in that stretch, not in that stretch, but in those three games against. Those three opponents lose to Alabama, Arkansas, and they ultimately go eight and four. I think they get into a pretty good bowl and they win that bowl game. You go nine and four. All right. I say that we my final prediction, we're nine and three. I think I think we're gonna go nine and three. I think we're gonna lose to Bama and Arkansas. We agree there. And I think our third loss will be Tennessee. Mm. Tennessee. Um yeah. I, I that's my prediction now. I It'll honestly might change. I honestly believe, I honestly believe that LSU can do better than that. I, I think that LSU could beat Tennessee on their home field uh, all day, every day, and beat Arkansas on the road. <sighs> um, I'm not as confident about beating Arkansas on the road, but I am pretty confident that LSU could beat Tennessee at home because it's at home. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say we're nine and three, and we slip up against Tennessee. Um, uh, that's my final prediction, and then we'll go to a really good bowl game and be ten and two. And I would, or excuse me, ten and three. And if Ryan Kelly gets ten wins his first season, uh, I don't think Massive. anybody can. I mean, it's huge, absolutely huge. They would, they would be. They would be coming into the next season. They would. Be- oh. Yeah, yeah, they would be favorites to make the playoff. I think some, you know, they would have. It's crazy <laughs> that this year, this year, the all-state playoff predictor has given LSU a like three percent chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's wild. It's so, the like, best percent in the SEC other than Georgia and Hamlin, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, like they're they're better than Tennessee. They're better than A and M. They're better than Florida. They're better than a lot Ole Miss, Kentucky. Yeah. Like, yeah, they have a better percentage than any of those other teams. So, yeah. like, if they go ten and three, like the next season, you better believe they're they're probably they're going to be a top ten team in the country, and yeah. they will be favored in almost all their games the following season outside of probably Bama, and they would also probably uh, have a really large per- a really good percentage to make the college yeah. football playoffs yeah, yeah. as well. All right, That's everybody, year, we're worried about this year. There you have it, our final predictions. For the LSU season, boy, oh boy, we're one day away. We're going one day away. We'll see you, Tigers, in the Superdome. Uh, man, I'm excited. One day away. He, the, it's finally here, Zach. Um, all right, the the dawn of Brian Kelly's era. Let's hit a quick break. We'll come back, wrap the show up, and boy, we'll go watch some Georgia, Oregon, and Arkansas Cincy. Five star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five Star Hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. College football is finally here, people. I'm excited. I know you're excited. Tomorrow night in the Superdome, the dawn of Brian Kelly's era at LSU begins. Fall is my favorite season. I mean, it's just the best time of the year. I feel like a kid on Christmas morning. It's fantastic. All right, everybody. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. Hope you uh, enjoyed our final predictions for the game and for the season uh, and our thoughts on the playoffs as well. Always remember, bowl games are stupid. Playoff games matter. Uh, That is Reagan's opinion. Um But we'll catch you next time to discuss what has unfolded for the first game of the LSU Tigers in the Tigers Avenue. We'll see you then, and we'll also see you in New Orleans tomorrow night. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace.